Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Now, if you were up very early this morning, you might have noticed the moon looking larger than usual. That means a possible risk for people living along the coast. Having the moon so close to the Earth at this time of year creates what's known as king tides, and they can cause major flooding. Here's our Grace Key now with what you need to know. They are spectacular to watch, but equally as fierce. Back in 2014, a king tide forced a state of emergency in Delta when large waves breached part of the city's seawall. King tides are expected again on Tuesday, and the area is preparing for possible flooding. We've done the sand berms. Uh, They're against the big lock blocks, they call them, big cement lock blocks. Um, We've got sandbags out and sand for people. Along the beach, we have areas where you go through into, to walk through into the beach. Those are all going to be closed. Even if we have to go out at night, our staff goes out at night and monitors all the dikes. We've got about 62 miles of dike in Delta. A king tide occurs when the moon is closest to the earth, when the gravitational force is greatest because of the alignment of the earth, moon and sun. They occur twice a year. The next one is expected to take place between Tuesday and Saturday. 2014 was exceptionally bad because it was combined with a storm. A ridge of high pressure is coming upon the province. This is ideal for a situation like this because it's going to be calm. When it becomes a bad situation, when we have localized flooding, that's because we have a low pressure system off the coast and very strong southeasterly winds. That is not going to be the situation this time around because of this high pressure. It will be calm. And what this means is that we're expecting waves closer to a meter higher than a typical high tide as opposed to two or three, which can cause localized flooding. Though conditions seem to be favorable this year, the region is still preparing not only Delta but also in Vancouver. Sandbags are at Locarno Beach. The Stanley Park seawall and Kitsilano Pool have also seen problems in previous years. The next king tide is expected in January and conditions are normally worse in the winter months. Grace Key, Global News. A barge loaded with millions of litres of gas and diesel has finally left BC's central coast and is now on its way to Alaska. Yesterday, the Jake Shearer tug and fuel barge passed inspection and left Bella Bella. Now, this is the same barge that was stuck in rough seas last Sunday. Fears that it would run aground and cause a massive fuel spill. That was averted. It actually turned out it had been carrying 12.5 million litres of fuel. That's more than four times the amount initially reported. The local health service Nation says what happened is another example of why government support is needed in the region. Some kids from the BC interior seeing the best and worst of humanity this weekend. They were at a ringette tournament in Langley when thieves broke into their vehicles and stole all of their gear. As Tanya Beja reports, others had to step in to make sure the weekend for them wasn't completely ruined. The Kelowna Ice Dragons are suiting up for their weekend tournament without their signature maroon jerseys. We're superstitious as team players. Uh, We have our favourite jerseys, we have our favourite numbers. And when you lose that, you kind of lose a piece of you when that happens. The team travelled to Langley on Thursday for the annual ringette event. But after the first game, thieves made off with their uniforms. There's goalie pads in there, I think. 26 jerseys were stolen from a van parked outside the team's Surrey Hotel Friday night. And each one of those with silk screening and lettering adds up to $200 each. So it's a, it's a big hit. I mean, like, who would steal a bag of jerseys? Yeah. It just feels weird to not have jerseys. Pretty disappointed because we wanted a um, team picture. 
and we can't get one now. The team wasn't the only one targeted by thieves. Two Prince George players lost all their equipment after someone ransacked their vehicle. It's definitely, you know, to see these little kids travel so far and to have things like that happen, it's so disheartening and just want them to get on the ice. So Langley's ring at community rallied around the players, lending enough equipment to get through the tournament. As for the Ice Dragons, they notched a win, even without the lucky charms. And I said, it's what's in your heart that matters, so we're going to play like we're 10 feet tall today. They're still hoping someone will find the jerseys similar to these and return them to the Langley Sportsplex. Tanya Beja, Global News. Shock and anger after a man accused of murder has been released back into a small northern BC community. I'm speechless. It's, uh, he can get up at 2 in the morning, grab his son's car keys, and drive anywhere he wants to. And who's going to stop him? Albert Giesbrecht was granted bail last week. He's been released to go back to his home in Burns Lake and does face a charge of first-degree murder in connection with the death of Ray Bishop. 66-year-old Bishop was killed in May in a small community along Francois Lake, leaving behind two children. His brother says the release conditions of the accused are not enough and family members are now left feeling very scared. We didn't want to become victims ourselves. Like I... I Albert gets to spend the next, possibly the next two Christmases with his family if, if this court order stays. Ray doesn't get to spend another minute with his family, and I don't get to spend another minute with him. Giesbrecht is subject to nearly two dozen conditions, including 24-7 house arrest and monitoring. A rally was held in Burns Lake last week to protest the court decision. Police in BC have launched their annual counter-attack campaign. Now, this has been running for 40 years. Pulling over drunk drivers has meant a significant drop in road deaths. But as Paul Johnson reports tonight, more and more officers now having to deal with a new threat. And that is people driving high. It's a celebratory time of year. It's the holiday season. It's every drunk's worst nightmare rolling up on one of these. BC's drunk driving counterattack program turns 40 this Christmas season. It's one of North America's longest running and best organized crackdowns. And during that time span, alcohol related deaths have dropped from an average of 300 a year to 65. We lost our daughter Cassandra six years ago. 65, though, is still way too many. And relatives who turned out at this Burnaby checkpoint are proof of counterattacks value. But now watch as the Mounties do a sobriety test on this man. He doesn't seem drunk, but he might still be criminally impaired. Check out the bong they appear to have found in his car, and you get a glimpse of the program's next challenge, stoned drivers. By the time counterattack deploys next Christmas, pot will be legal in Canada. A recent study by AAA found that fatal accidents involving stone drivers more than doubled in Washington state after they legalized weed there. Hi sir, how are you doing today? Police have already been experimenting with a roadside saliva test that can detect pot, but setting up a new system for catching and prosecuting stone drivers may still be years out as there are still too many questions about how pot affects drivers. Drugs behave very differently, and so impairment is different for every person. We're doing everything we can within the RCMP and municipal police forces in British Columbia to prepare our officers with training and the tools required to meet that new challenge. 
And for those thinking they might be able to take advantage of the present uncertainty, here's a reminder that if your car looks like you just left the Cheech and Chong convention, you'll still get a free trip to jail when counterattack nails you. Paul Johnson, Global News. A man who went on a racist tirade at a Vancouver Skytrain station last year will not be going to jail. Oh, come on. You can spit. Come on. Come on, spit. You follow me? Oh, f***. <laughs> Cell phone video capturing Peter Gagan verbally attacking a woman and her son at the City Hall station in August of last year. A good Samaritan did step in to help but was allegedly spat on. Gagan was charged with two counts each of assault and uttering threats but pleaded guilty to just two of the four charges. He has been handed a three-month conditional sentence and 15 months probation. Surrey RCMP are issuing another warning today about a dangerous bank robber. 47-year-old Dean Richard Zastowney is considered armed and dangerous. A $10,000 reward has been offered now for information leading to his arrest. Police released surveillance footage of a robbery in October. Zastowney has several tattoos, including skulls and faces, on his upper body. If you do see him, you are being asked to call police. Now, it's been more than a week since a small light plane with a couple on board disappeared somewhere en route from Penticton to Edmonton. Now the couple's family has travelled to the BC interior to help with the search. Shelby Tom reports. Taping posters. And canvassing neighbourhoods. The family of a missing Alberta pilot aren't giving up hope. I know that he's out there. It's just a matter of finding him. 28-year-old Dominic Neron and his passenger Ashley Borgo have been missing for seven days. The single-engine Mooney aircraft Neron was piloting vanished off the radar near Revelstoke last Saturday. The Joint Rescue Coordination Centre dispatched military aircraft to search for the missing couple. Borgo is a mother of three. So we're really hopeful that he was able to land the plane safely um, and that they are okay. But a small white aircraft difficult to spot in the vast mountainous terrain covered in snow. Family members fearful the search may be called off. Now they're taking matters into their own hands. Try and rally the locals. Um, just any outdoorsy people utilize any resource that we have uh, available to us, uh, you know, backcountry skiers, stuff like that. And just get boots on the ground uh, and, you know, continue the search. I know that Dominic is okay. I know Ashley is okay. They're taking care of each other. It's just, it is getting down to that time crunch. And to know that the weather is now behaving in our favor, we need to take advantage of that. The Joint Rescue Coordination Center says two military aircraft are scouring an area 18 kilometers north of Revelstoke today, but officials won't confirm when those search efforts may be called off. Shelby Tom, Global News, Revelstoke. Now, there may be hope for hundreds of people affected by the so-called Clayton Heights crackdown in Surrey. A report from Surrey's Director of Public Safety is calling for council to, re to reconsider legalizing multiple suites. It comes after more than 175 property owners were given notices to evict their tenants by January 31st or face hefty fines, putting a lot of people in limbo in an already tight renters market. Council is set to meet tomorrow when it's expected to discuss the report. Now, it may be three weeks before Christmas, but hundreds of thousands of Vancouverites had a chance to get into the spirit today with the annual Santa Claus parade. But as Je Jennifer Palmer reports, it almost didn't happen until someone stepped in with a very generous present. 
hundreds of thousands turned out for the 14th annual Vancouver Santa Claus Parade, winding its way through downtown Vancouver. What do you want to ask for Santa? Some more fire trucks. <laughs> Are you guys excited to see Santa today? Yeah. yeah. You know what, just take a minute. Let in the Christmas spirit like I did. Let that heart grow a little bit bigger, everyone. And just take it in, you guys. Take in the moment. Hi, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. 60 entries taking part in the 1.8-kilometer route, including bands, dancers, and community groups. The event newly benefiting the CKNW Orphans Fund and the Greater Vancouver Food Bank. You know, the buying power that we have one dollar converts into three dollars worth of food and we have more and more monetary support and it allows us to buy the quality food that we need for our members. How many people are you helping? 27,000 people each and every week in Vancouver, Burnaby, New Westminster, North and West Vancouver. You wouldn't expect it there but there's still poverty in our communities and we need to work on that. But Santa almost didn't come to town this year. There was a $150,000 shortfall, but a new sponsor made sure the event took place. We need lots of sponsorship to put on this parade, in, and it's a group of sponsors that make it happen, you know. And uh, it's such a huge community event, and the community loves it, loves it. So many kids of all different ages comes out. Um, and this year, TELUS stepped up as our presenting partner to fill a big gap for us financially. The crowds finally getting their wish, Santa appearing. I am seeing children giving and not expecting anything back, but making sure that other people have things for the for themselves. And that's wonderful. Well, I have special wish. I wish for the best Christmas ever. Jennifer Palma, Global News. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Fantastic. And we'll be airing a one-hour special of the TELUS Vancouver Santa Claus Parade right here on Global BC and BC One. Uh, you can catch that at one o'clock on Sunday, December the 17th. And again, it will be running throughout the holiday season, so make sure you tune in. Still ahead tonight, a shocking attack in Calgary. Video capturing a confrontation between a Superstore employee and a customer loaded with racist insults. And an implosion fail why Michigan's Silver Dome is still standing. Despite all of that, stay with us. Now, a shocking video showing a racist tirade and assault at a Calgary superstore has gone viral. A hate crimes unit now investigating community activists appealing to other victims of racism to come forward. A warning to you that this video is disturbing and may offend some viewers. None of your business. Steve Levin was shopping at the Sunridge Superstore on Saturday at around 5.30 when he witnessed a disturbing scene. It started with a customer angry with a cashier. When the customer was originally just irate at the fact that it was double scanned. He wanted a manager. 
upon the manager getting there, it turned to a complete hate-fueled tirade. Levin says the customer continued swearing at the cashier until the young man was ushered away by a manager. But the customer didn't stop there. He turned on another customer who tried to defend the clerk. By at that time was threatening behind the manager to meet the kid in the parking lot, threatened to rip his chain off his neck and jam it down his throat. Um, there was references to bomb making. There was references to things that are just atrocious. The video shows the angry customer pushed the man who tried to intervene. Lemon believes this was a racially motivated attack because the customer only targeted visible minorities with racial slurs. After the man had left the store, I, I had approached him just to just to offer condolences and say, you know, like that's that doesn't represent anybody in this country. And he was visibly very, very shook up. Police attended the scene, but the man had already left and charges weren't pursued. To come in the heart of the Northeast and not just uh, throw a whole bunch of very horrible racial slurs, but actually go and do a physical assault, that's unbelievable. Community activist Simon Jamal says it speaks to a bigger problem of victims not reporting these incidents. It's almost like you don't have the courage, you don't understand maybe the human rights of this country. The racism is there, but that's where we need to help these people. We need to give them courage, we need to educate them. According to witnesses, other customers did step up, letting the man know he wasn't welcome at the store. People were scared. This man was fiery. He seemed very dangerous, but people didn't hesitate to, to verbally lash back. It affected more people involved, and I think that, I think that man owes more than one person an apology. Carolyn Curry, De Castillo, Global News. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has landed in China. He's ready to discuss trade and investment for Canada. His first event set to start shortly uh, will be about promoting tourism into Canada. Tomorrow, the red carpet being rolled out by the Premier of China. It's going to be a busy four days for the Prime Minister, who's downplayed rumours of free trade talks with China, saying that all he intends to talk about is boosting tourism, trade and investment. The Prime Minister also expected to address the plight of a B.C. couple who have been detained in China since March of last year. John Chang and his wife Alison Liu own Richmond-based Lulu Island Winery. They were jailed after customs officials accused them of undervaluing the wine they export. Their daughter has been pushing for their return, saying her father's health is now deteriorating. She's hoping the Prime Minister will be able to get them released. President Donald Trump is lashing out once again through his favorite platform over new details into the Russian election hacking investigation. On Twitter, Trump said he never asked the FBI to stop investigating former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. This, as at least one U.S. senator says evidence against Trump for a possible obstruction of justice charge is growing. President Trump denying he meddled in FBI Director James Comey's Russian election investigation that included former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn. The president tweeted Sunday, I never asked Comey to stop investigating Flynn. Flynn pleaded guilty Friday to lying to the FBI. The top Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee believes the president's firing of Comey could lead to serious charges. It is my belief that that is directly because he did not agree uh, to lift the cloud of the Russia investigation. That's obstruction of justice. The president's personal lawyer, John Dowd, said Sunday that he, not the president, drafted an eyebrow-raising tweet Saturday saying, I had to fire General Flynn because he lied to the vice president and the FBI. 
That raised questions. Mr. Trump knew Flynn had committed a felony when he told Comey to go easy on him. The Russian election cloud still hanging over the White House as it celebrates the Senate's passage of its tax reform plan. This is a major step forward for the American public. We are going to get this to the president's desk for his signature before the end of the year. But opponents say the bill is filled with special deals and no one had time to read it. You could do the things that we're talking about, reducing corporate tax rates, doubling the standard deduction in maybe 50 pages. This is 477 pages. Despite differences between the House and Senate bills, Republicans are promising a quick compromise. Two examples today of how to do an implosion right and one that went completely wrong. This was known as Clemson House. It's a, at South Carolina University. It was demolished this morning. Dates back to the 1950s as a hotel, a dorm. It was even an office building once. A crowd gathering to say goodbye this morning. Things didn't go quite as smoothly in Michigan, though. This is the old Pontiac Silver Dome. It was also meant to go down. But after all of that, as the dust settles, the stadium was still standing. Excavators now having to take it down carefully this week. Officials saying that the blast did weaken the structure and it could still come down on its own at any moment. Apparently a wiring problem causing 10% of the charges to fail. The Silver Dome is the former home of the Detroit Lions and at one time it was the largest stadium in the NFL. Now, it might be hard to believe, but text messaging turns 25 years old today. On this day back in 1992, a developer named Neil Papworth in England sent the very first text message. Since mobile phones didn't actually have keyboards back then, would you believe it, he used his computer and texted Merry Christmas to another developer. And as a result, a whole new method of communication was born. Of course, it wasn't until the 90s that texting really took off. Today, of course, it's one of the most widely used data applications on the planet. I'm sure we've done a lot of texting already today. <laughs> believe it. Can't believe that it's yeah. been 25 years. I remember years. my first Nokia phone, but it took so long oh, to yeah. get through the letters if you did. So right. texting didn't really take off. Exactly. It took, took forever. It's yeah. the reason why people have arthritic thumbs now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you probably had one of those giant mobiles. Did you have them? When Zach Moore uh, style. Zach yeah, Moore yeah. Style. Had its own carry case. Exactly, yes. You needed wow. two people to operate. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Things have changed. All right. The weather, though, it's still pretty. It's true. It's true, Yvonne. She's finding it hard to believe. <laughs> I am finding it hard. I just picture the ones from Saved by the Bell, the old Zach Morris. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, forecast today, we've gotten some breaks. It was a nice dry day across much of the south coast. We are going to hang on to some cloud cover for a few areas across the south coast tomorrow and a slight chance for some isolated showers. But as we look ahead in towards the next few days, we've been advertising a big change on the way. A ridge of high pressure is building in place. Some areas will see temperatures on the rise. I'll have the timing of that coming up very shortly. All right. Okay. And uh, in sport, what's going on? Oh, well, it's a big NFL Sunday again. And uh, Seahawks are center stage. They're on the uh, field right now taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the best team in the NFL. And Seahawks, I think they uh, are living up to the challenge. So far, so good for Seattle. So we have early highlights of that and uh, lots of games that affect the Seahawks' playoff chances, too. So All right, okay. Lots of football. If you like the, it is football season. It's cold, it's dark, it's rainy. It's, Great. it's football weather. It is. And we're not suggesting you were older by that reference to the big phone earlier. I, I, an older brother handed it down to you. I don't have a you. problem with that. I, I am. <laughs> like, facts are facts. <laughs> Long time. All right, coming up, robotic challenge. 
Lower mainland students putting their robots to the test after weeks of research and design. And how volunteers are raising the spirits of the homeless in Calgary. Stay with us. Welcome back. Now, as we're seeing more and more these days, robots are no longer just science fiction. They're actually a part of our present and our future. Three, two, one, Lego! So today, students aged from 9 to 14 from 19 schools across Metro Vancouver were at North Surrey Secondary today for a Lego League Championship Tournament. They went head-to-head with tiny robots that they built to perform a series of tasks. Schools across BC now have beginners robotics courses that go from kindergarten to grade 8. And then there's two options for students in high school. They can do FTC, First Tech Challenge, which is a smaller component-based robot, or the FRC, which is kind of the crown jewel of the first family. And it's the first robotics competition. And what it is is a, a robot that competes that is entirely designed and built by students. Winners from this will move on to the Regional Robotics Championships. That's going to be in Victoria in February. Now, a number of people who have been down on their luck are getting a chance to feel good about themselves again. This is in Calgary, and it's a transformation that goes much beyond hair and clothes. Bring your chin up. Melissa Campbell has lived on and off at the Calgary Drop-In Centre for the past 10 years. Finding a place to rent has been a struggle because of the cost and the discrimination she's faced. It's heartbreaking. You know, I've been across Canada, I've seen all the homeless shelters, I've seen all the problems with people suffering addictions and homelessness and mental health issues. And if you have addictions or part native or have mental health issues, nobody will rent out to you because you're blacklisted in their eyes. But this weekend is Melissa's chance to get away from the routine. Volunteers are here at the drop-in centre doing hair and makeup and taking portraits. There's so many people that haven't had someone comb their hair or, you know, style their hair or have curls put in their hair for years or decades or even ever. And then they get their own photographer that spends, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes with them and just they have a really great time with them. New clothing is provided and editors hand out the glossy portraits, oftentimes sent to family members who haven't seen pictures of their loved ones in years. Maria Alexander plans to send one to her daughter in Ontario. It's fun, right, because to get your hair and makeup it costs a lot of money, right, to get it done, so, right, because um, I'm going to school right now. Volunteers say this is all about sending a reminder to clients that they are equal, strong and attractive individuals. We believe that a lot of people, unfortunately, have lost their smile throughout the year. And this way we can help them get some great self-esteem and roll into the Christmas season with a little bit of respect and dignity and some joy in their heart. We go to MC College. Alexandra Kelly says it can be tough to look your best when money and something as simple as bathroom counter space is limited. But perhaps even more important than the makeover just knowing that someone is looking out for you. For me, it was a, it's nice to know that people care, you know, because at times you can feel very alone. Carolyn Curry, de Castillo, Global News. Coming up, St. Nick on the slopes. Why hundreds of Santas strapped on their skis are coming down. Stay with us. These 
are the stories that challenge our perspective. Linda, nice to meet you. I never vote for you because you don't have to. The stories that bring us together. People have lost so much. The stories that offer context. Oh, no, yes, Stir emotion. People are going to die of homelessness. And deliver resolve. Let's go. These are the stories that shape our landscape. My land is my brother, it's my sister. I will fight for it. Global News. We are BC's News. You're watching Global News Hour at 6. All right, if uh, you want to know what the weather's going to be like over the next few days, we've got just the girl for you. Our meteorologist, Avon Shal, has got all the details, Avon. A nice improvement, Sonia. We are anticipating some sunshine, the return for warmer temperatures. I'll outline, we'll start to see that in just a moment. A look outside right now, a stunning shot just overlooking BC Place and Science World in the background. We have seen a fair bit of cloud cover today, but it has been dry across the south coast. We're currently sitting at 5 degrees for the, out of the airport with a northwesterly wind light at 4 kilometres per hour. Our high today was at six degrees right where we should be for this time of the year and a record on the almanac a high 14 degrees was set back in 1940 a few other numbers across the province today with Kelowna up to two trail climbing up to four degrees Cranbrook cooler at one the peace in the northeastern corners of the province at minus five minus four for Prince George Victoria today up to six degrees in areas near Tofino topping out at seven Tofino currently sitting at 2 degrees, minus 6 for Bella Coola, Williams Lake at minus 6, and your current temperature for Kelowna at minus 1. Satellite and radar, the moisture has that we saw yesterday has pushed itself towards the south. We will still see some cloud cover for interior sections, but remaining dry, and much of the central and southern half of the province is going to start to benefit from this ridge of high pressure that is building in place. The one area or exception across the province will be the north coast, so we're still looking at some rainfall. It pushes in late this evening and heavy at times for Monday and windy for areas near the water and then it is going to dissipate even by Wednesday when we put the future cast into play or the upper level chart we'll start to see that ridge building in very strong and it's benefiting the entire province with a fair bit of sunshine and even so far for the south coast we'll still see some sunshine and dry conditions leading into next weekend. The piece for tomorrow with a few flurries, westerly wind with gusts of up to 50 kilometers per hour temperatures bumping up on Wednesday with a high of 7 degrees Whitehorse on and off flurries, temperatures sitting at the freezing mark, sunshine pushing in once again for Tuesday, Wednesday. Coastal sections will stay as rain and heavy at times. Inland, we could see showers or flurries, especially for the early morning hours. Tuesday, 8 degrees, and then sunshine once again and much drier on Wednesday. Caribou and Central Interior, slight chance to see an isolated shower for tomorrow. Underneath cloud cover at minus 4, Wednesday, sunny and dry. Columbia Kootenai region, a partly cloudy sky tomorrow with temperatures only up to minus 1. An Increasing cloud cover for Tuesday, Wednesday, but remaining dry over the next three days. Thompson, Okanagan, a mix of sun and cloud. Overnight to Tuesday, though, we do have some fog, especially for the valley. Minus 2 will be the high, and Wednesday, sunshine right towards the afternoon. Whistler up to three, minus 3 for tomorrow. More sunshine and breaks in the cloud for both Tuesday and Wednesday, warming up to 3 degrees. And across the island, we will see that cloud cover lingering for much of the south coast tomorrow. A few breaks in there. It should remain dry, with the exception of just a 30% chance for an isolated shower. We're up to 6 degrees as the high tomorrow. More sunshine as we approach our Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sonia, so far could be warming up even up to nine degrees. We've got a fair bit of sunshine, a very pleasant week ahead. Back to you. That looks lovely. Thanks very much for that, Yvonne. Now, it was teddy bear toss night at Prospera Place in Kelowna last night as the WHL's Rockets took on the Kootenai Ice. Today, all of those stuffies are delivered to some very special people.
And here they come! It's, it's for a good cause, so to see people supporting it is, is very nice and, and genuine, and it's a, it's a cool feeling to, to see them rain down, and, and we enjoyed it. Oh, this one? Yeah, that's the beauty. Thanks. There you go. Nice. It was really lovely. Players handing out the bears to elderly patients and children, and they also uh, took the time out to chat with everyone as well. Still ahead tonight, the Seahawks are playing tonight in the NFL, and they're up against the number one team at the moment. We're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Barry tells us what's happening next. All right, welcome back. Uh, a lot of sports to talk about and an exciting mm -hmm. game that's going on right now. Yes, yeah. uh, if you like NFL football, which I know you do. Of course. Gridiron, <laughs> you used to call it back in your days in England. But How now do you know? Football. Oh. I just know. I do a lot of studying. All right, thanks, Sonia. Yeah, the Seahawks uh, maybe no longer considered an elite team in the NFC. They're a pretty good one, but they're not in the category of the Eagles this year, who paid a visit to CenturyLink tonight. Philadelphia leads the NFL with a 10-1 record. They score 32 points a game, and they were the favorites on the Seahawks' home turf. We've got early highlights. Russell Wilson responsible for 25 of the Seahawks' 26 offensive TDs this year through touchdown runs or TD passes. Third down conversion here in the opening drive of the game. As he finds Paul Richardson over the middle for the first down, that led to a field goal, 3-0, and then late first, knocking on the door. Russell with a beautiful back shoulder pass to Jimmy Graham for the touchdown. That's Graham's ninth TD of the season. Finally starting to pay big dividends after they got him a few years ago. 10-3 Seattle right now late in the first half. Now earlier, the NFC West leading Rams were on the road at Arizona. Seahawks looking for a favor from the Cardinals, but it would be tough. The Rams had a productive first quarter already up 9-0. Alec Ogletree with the pick on Blaine Gabbert takes it all the way back. 41 yards for the touchdown, 16-0. L.A. after one, but Arizona does rally. Second quarter, Gabbert to old reliable. Larry Fitzgerald, 15-yard touchdown, cut the lead to 16-13, but the Rams pull away in the second. Jared Goff, who has really turned into a great quarterback in just his second year, to Sammy Watkins, 11-yard touchdown. Rams win again 32-16. They go to 9-3, currently a game and a half up on the Seahawks in the NFC West. 32-16, that should be. Falcons and Vikings, Case Keenum and the Bikes on a seven-game win streak. Minnesota takes the lead in the second. Keenum with a short two-yard touchdown pass to Jarek McKinnon. 7-3 Vikings, 13th touchdown pass for Keenum during the win streak. Fourth quarter, Falcons up 9-7, but Keenum will find Kyle Rudolph at the back of the end zone. The Vikings defense held the high-powered Falcons out of the end zone, and Mini wins again 14-9. They go to 10-2, eight straight win. Falcons drop to 7-5, which is good news for the Hawks. Saints and Panthers, both 8-3. Battling for first in the NFC South, Saints had their eight-game win streak snapped last week against the Rams, but they started a new one today. Their running game has been dominant. Mark Ingram with a 72-yard run here, just short of the end zone, but he would take it in for a touchdown a few plays later. Saints led 14-7 late in the second. Saints by 14, but Cam Newton will go to Christian McCaffrey, who will take it in for the score. 21-14, New Orleans at the half. Third quarter, another big run for the Saints. This time it's rookie Alvin Kamara, 20-yard touchdown run. Saints win at 31-21. They lead the NFC South at 9-3. The Panthers drop to 8-4. 
Green Bay Packers playoff hopes are slim. They need to pretty much win out, hosting Tampa today. Second quarter, Pack get a big play from their defense. Jameis Winston fumbled as he hit, uh, and as he's hit, and Dean Lowry will get it and start chugging. It's a 62-yard rumble return for the touchdown as he tries to make it up into the Pack crowd. Need a little help there. 17-7 Packers, but it would go to overtime where Green Bay got this 20-yard touchdown run from Aaron Jones to win it 26-20. So Green Bay goes to 6-6. Still alive for the playoffs, but it is a long shot. And we've got Patriots and Bills from Buffalo. Patriots had little trouble with the Bills. Third quarter, Rex Burkhead with the 14-yard touchdown run. Tom Brady did not have a touchdown pass, but New England won easily 23-3. But everyone's talking about this play late in the game. Bills DB Tredavious White battling with Rob Gronkowski makes the pick. Gets touchdown right there, but here comes Gronk in with the late body slam. A dirty play by Gronkowski, who only got a major foul on the play. Surely a fine to follow, maybe a suspension. Pats win their eighth straight, but we'll see what Gronk's status is going forward. Still to come, Tiger Woods finishes strong at the Hero Challenge in the Bahamas. And we'll look back to one of the most amazing finishes ever in BC High School sports. You won't want to miss this. Stay with us. Welcome back. The Canucks are taking a well-deserved day off today after holding off to beat the Maple Leafs 2-1 last night. Canucks have played a lot of hockey of late, just coming back from that six-game road trip. They get a bit of a break. Next action, not until Tuesday against Carolina at Rogers Arena. The Canucks are currently sitting with 30 points, and they are in a playoff spot at the one-third mark of the season, which you'd have to say is a pleasant surprise. NHL tonight, Jets and Senators, Winnipeg the second best record in the NHL, just two points behind Tampa Bay, and just two minutes in, Mark Scheifele all alone scores his 14th on the power play, one nothing Winnipeg. The Jets have been blowing teams out, especially at home. They put up sevens in their last two home wins, and they almost got there again today. Blake Wheeler, the quick release, made it three nothing Jets, and then on another power play, Patrick Lyonnais, Look at that release. His 13th, another big one-timer. 4-0 Jets. They win it by the final of 5-0 as they tie Tampa for first in the NHL. Women's hockey from St. Paul, Minnesota. Canada and the U.S. Always a great battle. The Olympics are just 10 weeks away. Second period, 1-0 Americans. But Canada ties it off the rush. Megan Augusta with the strong move. She stopped. But captain Marie-Philippe Poulin hammers in the rebound to tie it up 1-1. Stays that way into overtime. And it's Canada again. Brianne Jenner with a laser to the top corner. And Canada knocks off the USA 2-1 in overtime. The Canadian women have won the last four Olympic hockey golds. Final round of the Hero Challenge from the Bahamas. And Tiger Woods, after struggling a bit yesterday, had a very solid Sunday. He drove the 335-yard par 4 seventh and then steps up and knocks in the eagle putt. Tiger was 5-under on the front. Had some chipping issues this week, but he looked good here. This effort led to birdie and Tiger, a 4-under 68, finished at 8-under for the tourney, tied for ninth. I would say Tiger has to be excited about his first tournament back. But it was uh, Ricky Fowler who looked like the old dominant Tiger Woods. Fowler out of the bunker at the fifth, holds it for birdie. That made five birdies in five holes. Then at the sixth, in the howling wind, a beautiful approach to a couple of feet led to another birdie. Fowler made eight birdies on the front side at 28 for Ricky. He was only three under on the back. 
including this birdie at 14. Ricky Fowler, a sizzling 11 under par 61. He wins the Hero Challenge by four shots over Charlie Hoffman. Premier League action, Manchester City trying to stay undefeated in the Premiership this season, taking on lowly West Ham, but it's West Ham shocking the leaders just before halftime. Angelo Agbana with the header to make it 1-0 at the half, but City will draw even in the second. Raheem Sterling to Gabriel Jesus over to Nicolas Otamende, and it's 1-1. And then in the 83rd, Kevin De Bruyne lobs in the box for David Silva. Look at that play. Beautiful finish. 13th straight win for City. Matches the Premier League record for a single season. They're back up to an eight-point lead over Manchester United ahead of next week's showdown with United at Etihad Stadium. BC High School Football AAA Championship. New West and Terry Fox last night at BC Poise. What a game. The Ravens, who are the defending champs, got off to a very good start. This touchdown by Cade Cote, his second of the game, 14-0 Ravens at the half. Now, they led 14-7 in the dying seconds of the game. New West furiously trying to get down to score a touchdown. Sebastian Reed is tackled with one second left on the clock. Now, all the fans thought the game was over. The scoreboard said zero, but the referee said, no, one more play. And would you believe on the final play, New West heaves it into the end zone, and it's caught. Kinsale Phillip. With the catch, or with the throw, and Sevierio Asaba with the catch, they go for two and the win, and they get it just across the line. So New West, a miraculous series of events as they win their first provincial championship. You know they will never forget that moment. 15-14, a real heartbreaker, though, for Terry Fox, but pure elation for New Westminster. It's magical, you know, I mean... I think we've run a championship program for years, but we haven't had a chance to win one. But to win it like that, those boys are never, ever going to forget this for the rest of their lives. It's not really about the team. It's about those kids. They stayed. They fought. I love them all. Oh, that's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's there's always you know the elation for them, the agony of defeat. For you saw the kids in the lineup for the for other Terry guys. Fox, they were uh, just they couldn't yeah. believe it, heartbroken. Gutted, as I would say. Gutted, Gutted. yes, that's a good yeah. one. But <laughs> they will never forget it. I guess there's always you always you forget it. There is two sides. There's, right? there's always, always the winners and losers. Too, but, uh, right. You feel so great for the winning team, but uh, tough one. But Terry Fox did win last year, so yes. they, uh, that might take the sting away. Maybe next year there's more hope. Perhaps. Right. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Monday, Bitcoin is surging in popularity. But how does it work? Cryptocurrency, your guide to digital money and if you can handle it without getting burnt. Consumer Matters, Monday on Global News Hour at 6. Here's a look at your mountain conditions. Whistler Blackcomb with a base of 161 centimeters. Grouse with 13 new centimeters of snow. Cypress with 16, Sasquatch opening December 15th, Revelstoke with a base of 136, Manning Park 75, Powder King a base of 171, Big White 111, Silver Star base of 109, and Sun Peaks with a base of 88. Apex opening December 9th. Finally tonight, check this out. We've got hundreds of Santas coming down the slopes. This was in Maine today. <laughs> yeah, there were 250 of them in total. Uh, this is for the 18th annual Santa Sunday event and uh, raises a lot of money for charity too. $2,500 for nonprofits in the area so far. So these guys, not just good in a suit, but good on, the, wow. on their skis as well. Oh, he's a bit young. Look at that. Looks brilliant. 
sandals yeah, lots are of young sandals. pretty light on their feet. Yeah. You know, it's not so. easy to ski with a costume on. Or, you know, or, or that huge yeah. uh, bag of toys. Toys, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Throws off the balance. Have you, have you written your letters yet to uh, Santa? Uh, I'm just going to email him this year. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I might as well get Save the postage. Yeah, save the postage. <laughs> I'm going to go postage. green. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask what you want for Christmas. <laughs> All right. Let's get a, a quick check on the, the weather for the next week. A nice change is